Hello, my name's Dan, I'm here with my good friend G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. Who day? So yes, G, it's eleven hours is the uh, the answer the, uh, the the flight time from it's it's not direct from Birmingham to LA for the uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, but uh, yeah, eleven hours you've got to go via Amsterdam. Yes, if there's a the minor matter of travelling in an enclosed tube <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic for those eleven <laughs> hours. It, it, there is a certain sense of um, grudging irony that having suffered all these years. And always saying that, you know, should it happen? And we are, you know, let's face it, a game away and they are a very scary team, but we'll get to that at the appropriate moment. Um, but having always said, you know, if, if my team ever made the Super Bowl, I would try to go. I, I, I don't think it's practical in the cl- current climate. In fact, I'm fairly certain that the um, other person in my household um, would have vetoed it. Yeah, I don't think she'd let you. I don't think she'd let you. You'd be in, for, uh, for, you'd um, be in a lot of trouble. Yes, and and for sort of reasonable reasonable reasons, given that if I'm not actually vulnerable, vulnerable, I am at a heightened risk. So you know, yeah. I, I, I tell you, I tell you who else you're in trouble with. Uh, my workmate Russ, uh, who is, is well, obviously off the back of your your advice, he he put his mortgage on uh, on the Packers. <laughs> and, I, I, uh, I think I believe that you would be the one in no, trouble. He, well, <laughs> you were the one to, advocating for that. Yes, and And I gave an answer which was a sensible amount of disposable income. Don't hang that one on me, my friend. (laughs) Look, if you've got splinters in your ass, it's it's you've you've still got you've still got to put up with him. You need to know when he's moving in. Uh, anyway. I think you will have to have a conversation with Jen about that. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? How are you doing? How's, how's things? How's, how's uh, things been since we last spoke last week? Uh, I'm sort of, yeah, I, I, I'm doing a bit better getting some normal workouts in. And I'm kind of in this kind of happy disbelief, I think, currently yeah. at how things are going. Yeah, it, it, it's a fantastic time to be a Bengals fan. We, 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 you know, we have a quarterback and we really do have a quarterback and we'll cover it properly in a moment. But it, it's kind of, yeah, it's like I turned up in my team's meeting with um, a Bengals background. And, you know, I, I, I didn't do that going into the wildcard game. I didn't do that going into the divisional game. This yep, is yep. not a statement that we're going to win the conference championship game. But my word, suddenly it, it, it's, it's yeah. And I work in American companies. So there are actual people who know what's going on. You're, uh, you're to, be, to be fair, you've got most of a quarterback. Some of him is still buried in the, uh, in the ground, I believe, uh, somewhere. <laughs> In the, uh, in he's the, so good that it doesn't matter that he got hit more than any playoff of quarterback and got the win before. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still buried in Tennessee somewhere. He's yeah, he's not. Uh, he needs to be extracted from their ground. Anyway, yeah, that was more on that in a little in a little while. Yes, yes. I, good, I, I think in fairness, he le- he left a dent behind rather than um, than an actual piece of him. But yeah, there there is a bit of that field that will forever be Joe Burrow. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, good. Glad you're. Uh, it's good that you're enjoying your football at the moment. It's uh, yeah, it's good. It was a it was a hell of a weekend for football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't what, know if we're going straight into the news or what, but yeah, are, yeah, I've heard multiple people call call it the sort of you know the best weekend ever. Now, I think we're all prisoners in the moment, and these people are saying it. But to have four games go into um, walk off moments or overtime is yeah. is pretty impressive um amazing slightly different degrees of competitiveness but all finished tight and yeah i feel good about my um statement last um last week that the divisional rounds is the best weekend of the year yes oh well, absolutely and 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 it showed yeah it certainly showed this week it was it was four yeah absolutely and brilliant just adverts for the game. A, an incredible incredible final game you know I, I thought i was in for a good one when you when you um messaged me strap in i think when you were finding out <laughs> yes. what i'd caught up with yet and it was like good grief but more to that when we get to the games yeah absolutely well let's uh, let's have a look at the uh, the news before we uh, before we talk about the games and uh, just a few bits to uh, pick up pick up on and cover before we uh, we do touch on those uh, fantastic games from this week um one thing that uh, that that has happened uh, literally 
not long before we started recording this, Sean Payton. Um, now he had been uh, refusing to commit his future to the uh, to the Saints in 2022. Um, he's now stepping down as the head coach of the Saints. He's, he's announced after after 15 seasons. That's uh, that's a that's a big one if you if you're a team that's not got a coach. Yes. Um... It's not the first time I've heard it. I've heard sort of clued in people not reporting it, but saying that he was thinking about it. And there was some talk about um, him being there for 15 seasons. And there comes a point where you've said everything to the locker room. And that is a phenomenal tenure with um, one team. And I don't know if he stepped aside looking for a new challenge or whether, frankly, he's going to take a break or, or what the plan is. But it is it does kind of throw things up into the air in a major way for the Saints. And obviously, um, there are a lot of teams who've had a head start in trying to find a new exec, particularly as um, we're beginning to get signings in the exec front. And, you know, it's already been kind of a record pace in terms of we not having signings yet. But I actually think that might be a good sign that teams are taking more time. And I do wonder if the um, example of what happened to the Colts and how good Frank Reich has been, that maybe you don't have to rush to be first, but you should take your time and get the absolute right candidate. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I don't think he's announced yet what, whether he's you know planning on on stepping back or... Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what he's what 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 his what his plans are in terms of in terms of moving on. But yeah, like you say, 15 years is a hell of a. And he obviously got a Super Bowl in that time as well. Yeah. Um, so he's you know he's uh, he's 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 done well. He's not a he's he's a coach. He's certainly a coach with a uh, with a bit of background. So yeah, it's um. There's I think there's going to be I think there's going to be some uh, some some teams perhaps clambering over themselves to. To get the former, the former Leicester Lightning. Um, I mean, if he's interested, because if, bearing in mind that when he joined, the Saints were, you know, right up there with the, you know, the Bengals and the Lions and and the other, you know, they, they were the New Orleans Aints for a yeah, long yeah. time. And yes, for a lot of his time, that transformation was in largely part due to um, the connection between him and Drew Brees. But he was competitive last season with a string of quarterbacks, and so if he can be tempted back and it's a fresh challenge he needs uh, rather than the break, then yeah, I can certainly. There are plenty of clubs who, if they're looking for a, for a real big reset, he would be an attractive name. Maybe he's coming back to Leicester because he was a he he, uh, he when he was when he was playing, he played for uh, Leicester Lightning, didn't he, down at Saffron Lane. Yeah, this, but, this, is but very it, niche, it, this is a very niche reference for anyone who's not. Uh, yes, uh, not yes, I, I mean, I, I think us, I, I, I feel we need to be careful because you know <laughs> I'm sure the Falcons have a co- coaching staff and won't appreciate us speculating that them getting replaced by by, by um, an NFL <laughs> by, head coach by, by a Super Bowl winning head coach. Well, the other thing I was wondering is if things are so bad with Brendan Rodgers over at City that he was going to take over the um, the Foxes under the uh, oh. under a similar premise to Ted Lasso. <laughs> Look, I don't know about that. Oh, let's not let's not be talking about Brendan. Uh, Is that a sore subject? Sorry, if I wandered into. into... Okay, sorry, mate. I apologise. <laughs> I know it's not my place. I know it's not my place as a Chelsea fan to to step into the city managerial <laughs> situation. Anyway, another um, uh, head coaching job that uh, that might be uh, might be coming up shortly is it in Dallas. Uh, Jerry Jones has been very uh, non-committal on Mike McCarthy's spot. Uh, he's, he's, the exact uh, wording that he's used is he's got uh, a lot to think about regarding these coaches. Um, it, I mean, they had a good season. You can't deny they had a good season, but obviously, clearly not maybe good enough for Jerry Jones. I think there's some genuine criticisms to level at that team. Um, The amount of penalties in that loss, the fact that the, um, the Dak, as good a quarterback as he is, clearly wasn't prepared for situational football enough. And I've heard some really strong criticism in, in, in the coming weeks after that, that you know these players should all know. You you find the nearest ref, you hand the ball to them. This is part of the drill. Um, it takes t- six seconds in that situation to get a playoff. So you know you have have the option for two plays with time off, but you need to execute the right play and you need to get the ball. And that was badly executed. And this is basically bad coaching. And given the fact that some of the strategic stuff I've talked about as well with CD Lamb not being involved, you can understand it. The question is not so much. I think the problem is it's easy to um, throw those criticisms 
out. And there's been a lot of criticism, actually, that I've heard in recent weeks about the idea that we've got too many play callers and not enough good GMs. And actually, I think one of the interesting things about that is I think that Mike Vrabel has genuinely been really good at that stuff. But they had problems in the Bengals game, although that might be to do with their quarterback, and we'll get into that. But... I just feel like the big question is, can you get someone better than McCarthy? And I just look at how his time ended in um, Green Bay and how successful Lafer has been following him yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. And and I can see where there are questions, but are you going to get a quarterback? I mean, there's, I'm sure. No, I, I might. I'm not sure. This is minor speculation of a fan misremembering something. So we are an aggregator, not a, a, a sourced um, podcast. And this is just random ramblings of a bloke from Leicester. But I have a <laughs> feeling that there might be some link or some interest between um, Jones and Peyton. Okay. I'm just... It's lurking in the back of my brain and I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, but certainly that would be an upgrade if you were looking to make one. And let's face it, Jerry would not be adverse to spending money, to, to put it right. He oh, desperately he would, wants yeah. to get another Super Bowl to prove that it wasn't all Jimmy Johnson and, and it was his running of the team. Yeah, I think so. That wouldn't, that, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about putting those two, those two together, actually. But yeah, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be the worst move for probably either party, really, to be fair. Um, yeah, Sean Payton would get a decent amount of money out of him and uh, yeah, they'd get a decent coach as well. well so. Also, can you imagine what he could do with, yeah. you know, okay, that offensive line is not the heyday of the Cowboys' defensive line, but it's still pretty good with it's those good, weapons yeah, exactly. and Dak Prescott as a... You know, huh, I'd sign up. <laughs> yeah, I'd exactly. sign up to watch that team. I, you know, yeah. that would definitely be something. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we we'll have to uh, keep our eye on that one. So if, uh, we'll we'll obviously let you know if anything uh, if anything breaks on that one. Um, we the other thing that we wanted to touch on was, and I know this is going to be this is this is the first of the the highs that we've seen so far. Um, and I know there's going to be others in you know in the coming days, and probably by the time you listen to this, there's probably been one or two others. But at the well, minute, I'm thinking we. Oh, well, I'm going to let you go first, and then I'm going to slip in the two that you mentioned that look that now that are up on NFL.com, oh, I think uh, it's fair to say. We'll, so we'll, you go well first, mention, and we'll follow yeah. the next ones. <laughs> well, we might as well mention one. But the actual hire, um, Giants. The Giants have hired uh, Joe Schoen. I'm going to say Schoen. I really apologise if that's not how you pronounce his name. Um, but they have hired him as, as their GM. Um, former... Bill's assistant GM. Um, he was with the Dolphins before that in various sort of scouting roles and things like that and personnel roles. Um, what do you, what do you think of that uh, as a, as a hire, G? I think that it, unless it's a really solid name that we know, it's really hard to comment on front office hires. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that teams tend to go to other successful teams. And I have been really impressed with the... They've got a change in ownership up with Buffalo and the job that the GM and, and, and the head coach have done in rebuilding that franchise. I can absolutely see that... If you were looking for a club to, to go, okay, we want a bit of that, the bills make an awful lot of sense. And I, what I like about it is that, to my understanding, this is a going outside of the family business and the Giants have been sort of family-run and a lot of connections before. And I, what I like about it is that it's somebody coming from a successful, um, a successful franchise over the last few years and that they're bringing in somebody new because it, we've been talking about the Giants being having problems since the tail end of Eli Manning's career and it's just been such a mess there that I absolutely think they need to start again. That said, he's made, it's the same people making that hire, so you don't know if they've knocked it out of the park. Yeah. But, you know, from, from an, outside, it, um, an outside observer, it at least looks logical and, and you know, I kind of like it. It does. This, the, the, the other two that we were talking about that you mentioned there was uh, yes. the Vikings, um, who are... Uh, looking to hire the Browns exec, uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Again, apologies if I've, if I've butchered that name um, as as uh, as new general manager. Uh, and the Bears as well, looking to hire uh, the Chiefs exec, Ryan Poles, as their new general manager. So going back to what I was saying about successful franchises, that said, the Browns haven't necessarily fully transferred what's no. been a very interesting analytics experiment over the last couple of years into on-field success. But I think a no, lot of that's to do with 
their quarterback but the sort of analytics approach when they've won and bringing in um the right head coach has certainly seemed to put them in the right direction and everybody's been really impressed with their roster so i feel like the vikings one makes sense the chiefs are more of a um standard franchise there's not that analytical bent but again that's more of your going to a successful club and we'll see how it yeah. how it goes the interesting thing for me with the chiefs is that they are a club that have been very willing to take um how do I put this delicately? Um, character flaws or character risks, if you see what I mean, through the draft. And I wonder whether what the Bears' is view on the draft will be. And the Vikings, obviously, they're going for a big reset. So I'll be very curious to see what they do um, with Kirk Cousins and how they try and rebuild that roster. Yeah. Right. Shall we get on to the main event, the games? Should we get on to the best weekend of football ever? <laughs> dum, dum, da. Okay, divisional week is now in the books, as we said. So, uh, yeah, three games decided by a walk-off field goal, a one-overtime walk-off touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, plenty of excitement this week. And we'll uh, we'll start on Saturday night with the Bengals taking uh, the trip to Nashville to face the Tennessee Titans, who are entering the playoffs after a nice relaxing bye week uh, last week by virtue of them finishing the first seed in AFC. Um, they had Derek Henry back too. And uh, for me, this game was uh, always going to come down really to uh, how well the Bengals managed to contain him. Um, and as it turned out, they did a pretty good job. I described uh, the game to G as defensively aggressive after about two minutes, I think, while we were watching it. Yes. Uh, that <laughs> only got more accurate as the uh, as the game went on, seeing uh, Burrow sacked an incredible nine times. Uh, despite that, though, the, the Bengals uh, managed to come away with their first ever divisional postseason victory. Uh, they led for the majority of the game after a uh, near-perfect start with an interception and a field goal in the first two drives. Uh, in what turns out to be uh, a theme this weekend, things got a bit uh, squeaky bum towards the end, uh, but the kicker, uh, Evan McPherson, showed exactly uh, why he was drafted this year with some cool kicking uh, to win the game for the Bengals. Final score was 19-17 to the Bengals. I, I, I've just had to go back to the notes because the Bengals have been to two Super Bowls. So we've absolutely won divisional postseason games before because um, uh, we've won two conference championships. What year were they? Um, 1981 and okay. 1983. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I'm, 89. I'm, I'm wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've made, you've made my notes wrong. Go on. How did you think, what did you think of the game? The game was incredibly tense i feel like not enough has been made through the season about how good the tennessee titans pass rush was this season which is interesting because that's an area they've really struggled with but i was really impressed with them through this game um burrow got hit a lot but equally the bengals defense just really came through and were really stout and it felt like and it felt like Redder was just everywhere but they were playing quite a lot of bare fronts with five five defensive yeah. linemen and it was just I think the defense is really the star of the show as much as all the plaudits are over Joe Burrow and McPherson and I think that that's with the cool attitudes of both of them and, and, and that's understandable particularly with the throw to chase to set up that last minute field goal but the defense with, with with getting those interceptions and just controlling the Titans defense enough that or or the Titans offense enough rather, it was it was it was tense. I was nervy because that's apparently how I watch football, even when I'm excited <laughs> and looking forward to it once it kicks off. But I was not in the I didn't have the agonizing things that we had because that 30 year wait is gone and this team just feels like they're beginning to forge an identity of their own and that stuff just doesn't matter and so it was it was an incredible finish um i'm in love with joe burrow utterly um and um i feel like the titans were so close and i feel like they sh they should still be really proud of the job that this franchise did because they went through so many players across the entire roster. I'm incredibly impressed with Mike Frabel. Um, but in this one, the, the Bengals basically had a quarterback putting himself right up there with the conversation with the best of them. And that, at this time of year, if the team isn't good enough around you, can be enough to win games. And I think it was in this one. Absolutely. There was another... Uh controversial refereeing decision shall we say um i think i uh i yeah i 
text you about it when it when it happened. I did, I was uh, not very happy about it. Um, was, this time was was in fa- not in favour of the yeah, the Bengals. Um, yeah, <laughs> was the uh, it, it was the the the, in, the interception, wasn't it? Um, that looked like it it touched the ground. Yeah, I, I mean, I really think it did touch touch it the did. ground. It um, definitely did. And yeah, it, it, you know, it was like it was in contact with the ground. I don't think that would have been given as a catch ever, so I don't understand how it was an interception. Exactly, um, yeah, that, that's exactly what, how I said it, how I said it the other day. Is if it was the if, if it was the other way round, if it was a catch, if it was going for a, if it was the Bengals player that had caught that and it had touched the ground, that wouldn't have that would have been called back. Yeah, um, I, I just think it's a bad call, but um, it didn't ultimately change the course of a result. I thought it was going to. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Same thing. It did look for it for a while. Yeah, I actually heard some interesting stuff about the one from the previous week about how sometimes you get audio sync issues with the um, with yeah. the with the with the video and Tapes that and audio historically hasn't been used in review. Obviously, this one it's just a frame, and I'm guessing the nearest I can give is they called it on the field and they didn't have conclusive mm. enough frames to overturn it. But it did it did feel like that was one where it's like was a bad call. Very much so. Very much so. Um, anything more to say on this game before we move on? I'll give you um, as, as only the that. I, ha, have you heard Mc, the whole McPherson thing? Who apparently, um, before going out and nailing the kick, um, basically did just like a like a half half effort loosener and said, "I guess we're going out to play in the AFC Championship game." And then one to um, one of the players on the sideline just wanders out and nails the fifty-two yard kick, and it's like, okay, blimey, <laughs> that, that's wow. right up there with the. Yeah, that's right up there with with Montana and the whole whole is that um, was it Candy that he pretend, that he said he spotted in the sideline before going and ripping remember. the Bengals' hearts out. Uh, that's yeah, that's a yeah. I mean, that's confidence, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I also saw I saw some video similar. Similarly, I saw some video. Um, uh, Robbie Gould, and we'll get on to him in a second. But uh, Robbie Gould just just nailing a load of a load of practice kicks over the uh, over the Green Bay. Um, as the Green Bay made themselves a little tunnel to run out of, you know they were doing their right. introdu- their player introductions. He was just nailing field goals over their over their heads, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, fair yeah. enough. And it paid <laughs> off. So yeah, moving on. <laughs> Probably a good uh, nice little segue. Well, uh, it seems I've got something of an apology to make uh, this week. After uh, practically wipe, uh, writing off the uh, the 49ers last one on last week's podcast, uh, this week they faced the Packers uh, in the late game on Saturday in a freezing cold Lambeau field. Uh, there was some talk of Jimmy G struggling on, uh, in the cold, having only taken three snaps in the freezing weather before, and all of those having been kneel downs. Um, but he did okay here. the uh, The game was uh, was was really won by the 49ers special teams unit, who not only blocked a punt, uh, which was returned uh, to the end zone for a touchdown, uh, but kicker Robbie Gould prov- uh, provided them with. Uh, the fifth uh, walk-off field goal victory uh, with a 45-yard effort, meaning that uh, they managed to swerve the prospect of overtime. Um, this could very well have been the, uh, the the last we see of Aaron Rodgers in, in a Green Bay jersey, and that's why uh, Packers supporting friend quite uh, accurately summed up, it didn't look like they uh, could be bothered. Um, a very lacklustre final game uh, of the year for the Packers, while the 49ers are now uh, yeah one game away from the Super Bowl. Uh, final score was Green Bay 10, Super, uh, San Francisco 13. Yeah, and this was a slightly weird game in that that the Packers have won so many games since LeFer took over, and they have Aaron Rodgers, who terrifies us all. And then we keep getting these slightly odd playoff games. And this is like, mm. is this not like the second year in a row that they've lost at home? It's like the, Tottenham it's, of the Tottenham of, uh, of the NFL. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, one thing you would point out to coaching, which very obviously bit them, as, as you already mentioned, but they were ranked 32nd in, in special teams. And this yeah. is three phases of the game. And that really, really came to show. And the 49ers' defense was pretty amazing. Um, pass rush was was particularly good. And they're playing zone coverage. And you would have thought that um, the Packers would have been perfectly fine. You, you would not expect this kind of um, production from Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, it's a curious one. And so he's, he's, we go into the off-season of speculation, I think. He's 0-4 now, isn't he, against the, the, the 49ers in, in, off-season, in off-season games. He's, they just seem to, be his, seem to be Aaron Rodgers' bogey team. Well, part of it, I mean, at least two of them were just ridiculously awful defensive performances where the 49ers ran 
uh, I think there were a couple of hundred yards. Obviously, the, the you know the Colin Kaepernick game was one where they just basically played like they'd never seen um, yeah. a, a quarterback run option offense before. But yeah, it, it just they overhauled the coaching thing, and Matt Lafleur has, has the regular season record to to sort of like that would make you think, yeah, that's why you know, refreshed in particular the last two seasons after the first one, you can totally see the difference between what him and McCarthy were doing. But they've just not been able to put together that final, that final complete season and performance in the playoff. And I think that goes back a little bit to this criticism I'm hearing about um, play callers versus head coaches. Um, Because your job as head coach is not just, I understand why you'd want to go for a young signal caller um, offensive-minded head coach for the yeah. theory that you, you want to keep that relationship with the quarterback and if you hire a defensive coordinator coach or you have an offensive coordinator who's like the key relationship they are going to go I think that you can have a situation like you have with um, Kansas City where Andy Reid has a big hand in the offense but has an offensive coordinator and he can rebuild that when he can replenish his staff it just feels like that with, if your head coach's main job is to solve problems and that should be in the defensive room or special teams and the idea that the Packers can be this good generally but 32nd in the league in special teams just points to that not being enough of a focus I would have suggested yeah I, I would say that's exactly what it is yeah you know they're, they're spending too much of their time on the offense and defense and not enough uh, not enough on Special teams, so yeah, it's I mean, literally, they're, they're, they're ranked below the Jacksonfield Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if they're 32nd, they would be. Yeah, I just wanted <laughs> to give that some concept to remind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, do you think Do you think we have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in a, in a Green Bay jersey? It feels like it makes sense from the timings and love for who they drafted. And um, I don't know if you've come across Andrew Brandt, who um, writes on the business of sport and podcasts, and but was a long-time front office person for the Packers. And he's been talking about the fact that from the timings and the contracts, he thought that um, this was a season that Packers would move on because, you know, you don't see a quarterback sit three years. You rarely see them sit one anymore. Yeah. He, you know, it's yeah. a surprise to see two it feels like they're moved. They might not be as good at quarterback, but now's the time. So I don't like to predict it because there's been talk that he's been getting on with the GM and maybe they pull things around, but but it it, it feels like it could be. It doesn't yeah, feel I, quite I, like I, last I'd season agree. where the speculation. I'd agree. Where I it think, just felt like you couldn't see the out with it. Yeah. I, I think we've, we've probably seen the, yeah, the last of him in a, in a green jersey, but... Uh, I wouldn't have thought we've seen the last week full stop, so he'll, he'll land somewhere. It is interesting that they've had something like 25 years plus of ridiculous quarterback play. They went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and come away with two Super Bowls, which yeah. I, I think does prove how hard it is to win and yeah. how abnormal someone like Tom Brady is. And so therefore, you know, we should... We should temper our expectations of other, although Patrick Mahomes might have a thing or two to say about that in five years' time, but we'll get <laughs> yeah. him to him later. Absolutely. Well, speaking of Brady, we had uh, we had some uh, some cracking games on Sunday. The first, the, uh, the Rams played the Buccaneers in Tampa. Uh, it was a funny old game, this one. So for quite a long period of the game, the Rams were absolutely taking control and frankly embarrassing the Buccaneers. Uh, causes some serious frustration with a certain 44-year-old quarterback who find himself uh, getting flagged for unsportsmanlike behaviour for uh, shouting at an official. Um, somehow, though, the, the Bucs got themselves back into it, having uh, been down 27-3 at one point, uh, with the Rams just a yard away from uh, scoring another touchdown. Um, what hurt LA the, the most, work, though, was the uh, the number of fumbles, um, a total of four, all of which were lost. Uh, that gave the Bucs, frankly, more possession than they deserved, uh, which they took advantage of, finding uh, themselves level with 42 seconds to go. However, a uh, huge 44-yard throw from Stafford to Cooper Cup, who basically just walked through their defence, um, put them in uh, in field goal range, and Matt Gay chipped through uh, from 30 yards to win the game. Uh, the Rams will now uh, face the 49ers for a place in the, uh, the big boy table. Uh, final score was 30-27 to LA. Where would you like me to begin on this one? Because there's a couple of things to cover. Um... Okay, I'll pick up with Mr. Brady as um as um 
I think you took a certain amount of delight in, in, in him getting flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. And to be fair oh, to him, he had got, you could very much argue there was a helmet to helmet, not a helmet to helmet, but, you know, contact was made with his face or his head, which is not meant to happen. And the fact that he had, a, you know, a blooded lip, whilst I'm not sure we needed the number he, of close-ups on that. He, he bit it. <laughs> Uh, the old old AFC East bias is never going to leave you is it my friend Uh, but he he did not have a good game it was bizarre that he suddenly sprung into life in the second half and and quite late in it Um, it was the archetypal game of two halves but um, it feels like that between the pass rush and and what the Rams are doing on on defence that without Godwin he and Gronk being at his the height of his powers, he didn't have the options underneath, and he missed quite a few throws to begin with. Mm. Um, and it felt like in the first half that the Rams were really going to run away with it. And then, as you say, they started having these um, fumbles, and and that sort of invited the Bucks in. The one thing I am slightly surprised about is that they came out and ran the ball with Fournette a lot in that opening yeah, drive. They did. Yeah. And look really good doing it, and then seem to so quickly get away away from it. And the you know the whole Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and oh boy, does Von Miller look like the Von Miller we expect now that he's properly <laughs> over his ankle yeah. injury? I mean that pass rush looks scary, but you do wonder. There's a little bit not so secret, but, but there are people if you if you venture into the nerdier parts of the uh, um, of the of football um, you, um, internet that will venture that Aaron Donald isn't very good against the run. Um, They're your favourite bits of the internet, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I mean, I'm, but I'm not sure I'm prepared to countenance any criticism of Aaron Donald just because he's amazing. But. Um, <laughs> even if it's right it's like i don't care he's just amazing um, yeah, but point. but i think this game demonstrated Varam's thinking entirely in that the difference from matthew stafford to um from jared goff just opens up the playbook and what they can do the all-in moves to get von Miller to run with those others on the defense and it just came together and i just I'm just really interested to see how that manifests when we get the third meeting this season of the Rams 49ers. Yes, yeah, that will be. Uh, it's going to be going to be an interesting one. We'll talk a little bit later about the. You know, we'll we'll, we'll preview that uh, preview that game uh, in, in in a little while. But it, it, the, I mean, uh, it's probably probably same. Quite, I mean, Gronk has already said he's not sure whether he's coming back or not next year yeah uh, he's not he's not committing to anything yet what do we think of what do we think of Tom Brady do you think do you think he's I think I, personally I think he'll be back I think uh, he's I think talked about it. wanting to play until he's 45 yeah I have heard some people saying that actually this might not be the the worst time to to retire because you got to a point you're still playing well and will you be able to make it to another season um are you concerned about the franchise reset because of the salary cap and the fact they went all in for this year? I find it hard to see. I suspect you might be right, but I, I, it will be an interesting rebuilding job that the Bucks have. Now, yeah. they're not going to regret what they put together because they won a Super Bowl and were very competitive in, in the year afterwards um, and just caught some, some, some bad injuries when they really didn't need them. But... Um, It'll be a curious one to see um, how the um, how they go, shall we say? Yeah, so. I, I think I think we'll see him again next year, but you know, I'm not bothered if we don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, strap in. This is the game I told just strap in for Sunday's late game. Uh, it was always going to be a cracker. It was uh, it was a rematch of uh, last year's AFC Championship game. Featured the two uh, two of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the league at the minute. Um, it was the Bills and the Chiefs, and uh, yeah, this was your absolute typical back and forth game with uh, teams matching each other, score for score, all the way through. Um, so it was only right that it ended up going to overtime uh, after a uh, last second kick from the Bills. Uh, the Chiefs won the toss, and uh, just over four minutes later, uh, went on to score in uh, the, the game winning touchdown. So that's taking them to the AFC Championship, their fourth in as many years. Um, 
stars of the show included uh, Bills receiver Gabriel Davis, uh, receiving 201 total yards and scoring four touchdowns in the process. Uh, and Tyreek Hill, who uh, may have only uh, made 96 receiving yards, uh, but eight of those uh, saw him get the, uh, the, the end of the game winning touchdown. Um, final score was Buffalo 36, Kansas 42. The big, big talking point here was the overtime, wasn't it? Yeah, and... The stat's kind of interesting, and I don't know if you have the message I sent you in WhatsApp from Twitter, but handy. But it's interesting, but it's near 50% in your regular season overtime. But when you get into the playoffs, and on the one hand, small sample size, on the other hand, you do have better offences um, and quarterbacks, it's like 90% the team who win the toy yeah. cost wins. Yeah. The toy I think cost. I might have just... Yes, I, I thought I, I just <laughs> spoonerized that. I, I, I was just about to say that. Um, that's a new term. And yeah, uh, no, I, I, did, heard... I did. I did know that it was uh, it was going to be my trivia this week. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> and I sort of understand what people are saying when they're saying they don't feel sorry for the Bills because just get a stop, and also you shouldn't be in that position anyway. And we'll cover the second one of those in a minute. But what, going back to the overtime rule. I've heard a couple of interesting suggestions like sort of running it a bit more like um, football in, as in the wrong football for this podcast and foot, right football for us in that going into um, extra time, it's all basically picking up from the fourth quarter. So, you know, whoever scored last or, you know, if it's a turnover or what, it goes to the other other player and they just continue with a similar, I've, but, but, I've but like, you know, the, the, sorry, I've got a good idea. Go on. Um, they scrap overtime and they do penalties but just with the linemen <laughs> kicking field goals kicking field goals and it's whoever all all like five offensive linemen and five defensive linemen of each team uh, take a take a so there's ten each team takes ten kicks and whoever gets with the most kicks uh, wins I suggest you put it on Twitter and see what people think. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> and if they and if it's if it's level after that, they move it back ten yards and they do exactly the same thing again. <sighs> Should we get back to the game? Because Sorry. Yes. Let's get I back think... to the game. It was a fantastic game. I'm taking. Be... I'm taking away from it. Yeah. Yeah. The game was incredible, and it was incredible because there seemed to be a. A, 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 a game of a sort of a game within a game of quarterback one-upsmanship between Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Josh Allen. That it yeah. was. Just, I mean, we've seen it from Allen. Uh, sorry, we've seen it from Mahomes and that arm slot where he sort of slung it under the player with the yeah, extended yeah. arm with, was just a ridiculous sling. But then Josh Allen made some ridiculous throws and was running the ball. And it was just, it wasn't like the crazy, crazy score that you might have thought when you, when you say it was an incredible game and what the quarterbacks were doing, but it was so impressive. And I mean, this, this is a game. If you, if you, you know, if, if you know someone who doesn't watch NFL and they wanted to get yeah. into the game, this is the game you'd show them. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely, and, and, and for a while, yeah, this is this is as good a game as I remember, um, and it's heartbreaking for the Bills. But what I will say is that for all people who are thinking they've done it, and it's possibly easy to say it in hindsight, except for I think when you're watching the game, and I've had this drilled into me so much, it's 13 seconds on the clock. And in various stages, we've heard that have they left them too much time? We know about this with clock mm. management. Yeah. Why did they kick it into the end zone? Yeah. Were they really that worried about yeah. the um, the potentiality of, of a return? Um, just, just we've seen it. Just kick it to the five ten yard line, you know, and just eat those few seconds because Patrick Holmes is terrifying, and apparently thirteen seconds is long enough to get you into Plenty, um, field yeah. goal range. Plenty. That's it. I won't have a word. I won't have a word said when we when we get the ball next year with with thirteen seconds left. I'll, I'll you know <laughs> I expect us to be able to do it as well. <laughs> yeah. It was a. Yeah, I hate no. to break it to you. As promising as Tua is, he is not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I hate to break it to you. As happy as I am with Joe, Joe Burrow and as promising as he looks, I'm not sure he can be Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think mean, you're probably right. Yeah. But that said. Um, Josh Allen, uh, you know, stood toe to toe with him Great game. and gave yeah, his yeah, chance yeah, to a, a win. Fantastic game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he absolutely. really did. And 
I, I think there might be some interesting off-season decisions made by people going, well, look at the development of Josh Allen. Do we pick more traitsy quarterbacks and try to develop them? And the thing is, you don't know how committed they are to improvement. Josh, all the things about how hard he works in the off-season, and it's pretty much unprecedented for someone to improve their accuracy so much from college to the pros and from yeah. like first, second year in the pros to onwards. Um, and But fair to play to him, it's amazing. And I just feel like we are in this incredible, incredible run of we were talking about all oh, this this pass you know the, these court packs quarterbacks aging out and it's just possible that we might not see rogers in the same situation again and tom brady might not come back um you know, you know we've lost philip rivers we've lost peyton manning you know we've lost drew Brees, and my god certainly the afc um yeah, we're talking about just we've only mentioned the three who are still in the playoffs but the potential of herbert um we can't throw him to a to a there yet, but you know there are promising signs that he could develop in the off season. But you know we're not even getting to some of the 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 the, the possibilities. It, it just I feel like the AFC is going to be a bloodbath getting out uh, getting out well, to the Super Bowl be, for the next few years. It's going to be crazy. Isn't it? Getting past getting past those those big those guys is going to be yeah yeah that's it that's it. It's, it almost feels like it's they've got it sewn up for the next few years. It's it's almost I think it's going to be you know Allen. Mahomes is going to be the next. It's going to be the next sort of Brady Manning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be the one that we watch. Oh, absolutely. For, yeah, for years. Yeah, in the same division. Yeah, and, and if it's like that every week, and bear in mind how long guys are playing. I mean, you know, potentially we could have another ten years of this. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, how old's how how old are they? I don't know how old each of them are. Twenty six. Yeah, around there. Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Hey, uh, I hate to break it to you. Tom Brady's forty four. So. <laughs> We could, I mean, we could have another 15, nearly 20 years of these. I don't know how many will be going past 40. I don't know how many people are um, as obsessive about um, avocado ice cream and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the league has got to be absolutely thrilled. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. To be producing this kind of, this level of, this level of player is just, it's yes, you know, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, absolutely. I wish they weren't in my division, mind. <laughs> But but yeah, it's good. It's it's good for it's good for the NFL. I mean, how do you think the Broncos sat with um, Herbert and and Mahomes in the same? Well, they can they can just think back to when they had Peyton Manning for a couple of seasons and think themselves lucky, can't they? <laughs> Right, let's see if we can uh, get one over on each other this week with uh, with the trivia. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, mine is a little hastily thrown together. I will go first, uh, but it is a little hastily thrown together as I was going to talk about the uh, the percentage of of uh, of games that go to overtime that are won by the team who wins the uh, the, the coin toss or toy toss, as uh, G so nicely put it. But uh, my replacement question, G, is mm-hmm. AFC Championship. The AFC Championship yep. and the NFC Championship have been running since uh, 1970. That's when they, uh, when they, when they, when they split these up. Um, who is, who has been to the most AFC? We're talking specifically AFC this time. Who's been yep. to the most AFC Championships without winning one? Hmm, that's a really good question. That's really. Oh, I like that. that. That's a hell of a backup question you've pulled out of your backside, my friend. Oh, so we're looking for a team who's never been to the Super Bowl. No, I didn't say that. Since 1970. Mm-hmm. It could have been before that. Okay, yes, yeah, so it's a merger of the leagues. Um, most teams... <sighs> I'm going to go for an old, older team, or I'm thinking an older team. Ah, ah, I, I have a candidate. Go on. Um, I am going with um, the um, Los Angeles slash San Diego Chargers. Oh, no, you're wrong. They've been to the same amount as this other, this other team, but they have won one. Oof. Chargers. Um. The team, I'll put you out of your misery. The team that, uh, in fact, I won't. I'll just give you a clue before I do. 
Uh, the last time they were in the uh, uh, the AFC Championship was 2010. Oh, blimey. Um, 2010, and I'm blanking completely. Um, they got beaten by the Steelers. And all I can think of is, is the Cardinals losing in the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> Oh, put me out of my misery because I'm just blanking completely. Oh, is it the Jets? It is the Jets, yes. <laughs> they they are 0-4. Oh! Squeaked in, squeaked in! <laughs> just, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> but yes, okay. they, they, uh, they, they, they've been to four, uh, four AFC championships and lost all of them. Last time they were there, they uh, lost 24-19 to the, it was, uh, against the Steelers. Um, who went on to play the Packers in the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah. Yes. So, my question is built around the situation with um, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and this whole thing about young quarterbacks and they'll be get back there again. Okay. And this is in my head because I'm fairly famously, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in like his third season and every talked about how it was okay that he'd lost it because he'd get back there again because he was such an amazing player. And he never managed that. And in fact, going into this weekend, I'm wondering, do you know how many conference championships that Dan Marino played in? How many conference championships Dan Marino played in? Yes. Oh, I'm... I think... He probably played in a few. I'm going to say three. You are correct. Yeah. And it's oh. just interesting when we, we've we got this period of great quarterbacks. Yeah. And how regularly, you know, we had the Peyton and and, 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 and Tom Brady, etc. It's just interesting that he went to the Super Bowl in the 85 season, next season makes a conference championship and loses, and then doesn't get back there again until 1993. Yeah. And uh, okay. the reason it's in my head is that, you know, there are some people saying, why not now for the Bengals? And, you you know, but, but they're a year ahead and it doesn't matter so much. And they were sort of saying that about Josh Allen and, and the Bills losing to the... Um, Mahomes for season before yeah. and it's just in my head that the problem is that it's so difficult it's such a team sport you look at Von Miller who had, literally hasn't been back to the playoffs since he won the Super Bowl just because of what was going on with the Broncos that you kind of need to grasp these opportunities when they're there and I feel like that's a nice setup for to, to, to discuss the, with these weekend games it's almost like we're getting good at this mate <laughs> it is what, 100 and odd episodes in we probably should be. Hey, Dan, it's a hardcore legend, Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Just the two games this weekend, then it's conference week. Um, so, yeah, we've got the AFC and the NFC Championship games. It's two 10 and 7 teams, against, or teams we finished the season 10 and 7, against two 12 and 5 teams. Um, but interestingly, neither of the uh, the number one seeds made it through this week. So, uh, first of all, we've got the uh, we've got the Bengals against the Chiefs uh, in the AFC, and then it's the 49ers against the Rams in the NFC. Um, should be some quite good games. I'm thinking. I hope they will, will be. I don't know if they'll be able to live up to last weekend. Yeah, that, that's going to be the question. And I have to say, I don't know what the lines have moved to now but there was talk of it being like seven points to the Chiefs and given that the Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier in the season and not that many weeks ago now I know this is in our head and not at home and so it's a very daunting prospect and, I, and I'm not going to sit here and, and say momentum. oh yes the Bengals will definitely win but I, I trust Joe Burrow to keep it competitive I really do I think Chiefs um, have got a lot of momentum going into this as well they're going to be uh, I, know, yeah. I know both and I, mean, I know both teams only won by you know last second squeak of the pants yeah. um, wins this week. But I think the Chiefs will feel better about their win than... than I mean, obviously, both teams will feel good about their wins, but I think the Chiefs will feel like... I've liked the noises coming out of Cincinnati where, where Joe Burrow saying, no, you know, this is the standard and, you know, you yeah. know, people, multiple people talking about, you know, we don't like this undertow, you know, underdog narrative. We are a good team. You know, we have good players. We've been doing this all season. We think we have a chance. I, 
I think it's more likely to be the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but um, I absolutely will be rooting for it. And I don't think that's, a, you know, I, I don't fear this game. I'm looking forward to it. Even if I now know that um, with the 30-year monkey off the back, I will still be nervous and anxious, but I will be tapping my foot anxious, not, you know, curled up in a ball on the sofa anxious. You'll you'll definitely be running it past Rach if, uh, <laughs> if, if you get to the Super Bowl. You'll definitely just be <laughs> dropping it into conversations on, on Monday. What do you think? I wonder if. You know, <laughs> with all the safety rules now, I mean, it's it's almost you know you should be fine. It's it, you, that's what you be, know. I've got my booster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've got a booster and a mask. What more do I need? You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be uh, yeah. possibly possibly not a, a you, you know a respiratory inflammatory condition. I guess yeah. would be the answer to that. Anyway, the other side of the other side of the uh, the draw is the uh, is the NFC. It's the 49ers and the Rams. This one's at SoFi Stadium, so uh, two, there'll be uh, also this is this is where the where the Super Bowl is going to be in, uh, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, it could be interesting because we could have having never had it before. We might have uh, we have the potential for a second straight year where um, yeah, a team gets to play team. a home Super yeah. Bowl, and. I kind of feel like the Rams are playing as a better team, but I've got an interesting little stat for you. What do you think the record is between the Rams and the um, 49ers in the last done, four years? I've done trivia. I don't, don't test me again. I don't, I, I, I don't know. In the last how many years? Four? Yeah. Uh, they're divisional, aren't they? Yeah. So we're looking at eight games. Uh, the fact that you're asking me suggests that the, the 49ers are doing all right. So I'm going to say five and three to the uh, 49ers. The 49ers are six and two oh, okay. over the last four years, and the Rams haven't beaten them in three years. Now, there's two ways of viewing that. One is the Rams are in real trouble here. The other is that isn't it about time that that turns around because streaks end and the Rams have more quarterbacking options and the 49ers won't have the weather to um, bail them out a bit in terms of making it a defensive sluggy game. I feel like this could be a really good one and it being a divisional rival, I think it could be heated and really interesting. So I'm really looking forward to it. I just hope it lives up to to the occasion in terms of what we see on the field. Call the Super Bowl then. Who Who are we seeing? I'm going to say Chiefs Rams, and I know that's chalk, but yeah. that just that's how it feels to me. I think you're right. I think you're right. As, as but, much as I'd, I'd love to, but we could absolutely there. live in a world where we are reliving the we're getting the third of a trilogy of the um, Bengals 49ers in the Super Bowl with this time the the Bengals having um, Joe Cool. Well, we shall see. We shall see. This time next week, we will know who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and you know, I. Well, it is scary because a plane ticket. I'm preemptively getting nightmares about facing Aaron Donald <laughs> <laughs> with the Bengals line. It's just like <laughs> one problem at a time. One problem at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be uh, back again next week. If you've liked what you've heard, let us know by liking, subscribing, and maybe even leaving a little five-star review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. That way you'll uh, also make sure you don't miss out on any of our episodes right up into the Super Bowl and beyond. Uh, if you've got any questions or something you want us to discuss next time, get in touch. I'm at TWF Dan on Twitter, and G is at Wrong Football. In the meantime, have a great week, and we'll see you again next time. Come on, Bengals! 